Sometimes the thing that trips people up are, are um, uh, the shows that they watch on television. Sometimes the things that trips people up is that they just can't pass up a garage sale. They end up, sp- <laughs> right? Or, or, uh, or a sale at Bonton or, you know, they get these, these, these seductive coupons, you know, that say uh, 50% off and all that stuff. And, and, uh, and those kind of things can trip us up because I don't know of anyone in, in my life that, that is, is, is unlimited in their, in their resources or their, their money. You could, you could trip up financially that way. Um, um, and... Uh, you know, for me, I like. I, there are some things that I enjoy. I like. Um, in fact, I was down at the Harley Davidson shop this week. Almost tripped up. <laughs> uh, my wife, who is downstairs, she she keeps keeps the keeps me from tripping up when it comes to those things. Uh, it's so, there's so many things that that can trip us up in this world, and um, but but also spiritually, um, the truth is is we do get tripped up. Spiritually, when I say spiritually, we sometimes do the wrong things, don't we? Or we fail to do the right things. And if you've got the Spirit of God in you, it, it's it's impossible for you not to kind of have some kind of in uh, ex, uh, uh, response to that. Okay, when you fail, or when you or I, when when we fail. When you fail, when I fail, when I do something or say something or think something that, that is in, 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 incongruent with God's plan and His holiness and His purpose for us, I will have a, a response. You know, it's like, oh, man, I should have done that. Okay? Now, obviously, our response as believers is when we do that, when we sin, when we fail, what's the Scripture say? It says, uh, my beloved, my beloved. This is this is in in one of the John John epistles. It says, my, "My beloved, I write these things to you that you sin not. But if you sin, but if you do, okay, could I could I amend that to say, but when you do, you have an advocate with the Father, an advocate, an advocate. That you know what an advocate means is that's somebody who's on your side. Better than a, is better than a court appointed lawyer." Someone who's actually upon your side. Actually is invested in who you are and what you're to become. You have an advocate with the Father who is Jesus Christ the righteous. And, and the scripture says simply this. If we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins. Okay? I know we struggle with that. We live in a world of uncertainty. We live in a world of incredible uncertainty, and, and there are a lot of voices in the world, right? A lot of voices out there telling us what's right and what's wrong, okay? Yeah? And sometimes when we don't listen to God, we fall prey to the voices that, we, that, that tell us the things we want to hear, okay? Go on the internet. There's, there's an expert that will tell you anything, right? And so, but, and, 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 seriously, seriously. There's an expert that will tell you anything is okay or anything is right or anything is natural, okay? And they trip us up. We get tripped up. The Scripture tells us this, that we, in the book of James, that we, that we sin or we fail or we fall or we stumble 
when we are drawn away by our own lusts. And now, I like, you know, most of the time when we think of lust, we think of sexuality. But really, I'd re- the, the, the definition is, is expanded to uh, is, is when it comes our desires, our unbridled desires. Okay? Yeah? We have these appetites, and we want to, in a sense, they, they beg to be fed. And sometimes those appetites take us in the wrong directions. Amen? That's simply true. Now, here's what I want to do. And, and last Sunday night, I was in Romans 8. But I can't get away from Romans 8 because that's where we need to be today. All right. Now, with all the world of competing voices, competing for our attention, what's true? What's true? What's true? Romans 8. Now, I love the way that this passage begins. I love the way that this passage begins. It says, Therefore there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. I love that passage. Therefore, there, now there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Have you been wrestling with sin? Have you been wrestling with circumstances? Have you been wrestling with, with, with condemnation in your life? Difficulties, problems, and things like that? It, it's, it, this is, a great, way to, this is a, w- a great way to begin this service or this sermon. Therefore, there, na- there is now no de- condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. No condemnation. Now recognize that therefore is tied to a whole lot of other stuff. That's a conjunction that takes us all the way back to all the things that were written by Paul in the book of Romans. But here's the basic thing that he's working with is is flesh and spirit. What what, what the flesh and spirit, desire on one hand, and law and spirit on the other, okay? These are the things that he wrestles with in these passages, and it's hard. These are, this, uh, the, the book of Romans is a hard book, is, is a difficult book to understand, and sometimes it's because we're looking for lines. We're looking for the lines of, okay, where does, where does God's grace be end and begin? Where are the lines, especially when it comes to me and the things that I struggle with? The things that I struggle with, where are the lines? Where do, is it possible to step outside the boundaries and incur God's wrath? Okay? Because the Scripture is very clear. It says the, the soul that sinneth dies. Right? Sin separates us from God. And that's simply that's a simple, that's a simple truth. And we know as we look in the mirror and we experience life. We experience life. We wrestle with it. We we know who we are. We know our inner thoughts. We know our failings better than almost anybody else, unless you're married. <laughs> I'm teasing here. <laughs> I think my wife could probably add to the list that I could, that I could create, but she could probably add to some for me. I'm, I'm teasing. She's very graceful to me. In fact, I'm probably much harder on myself than my wife would ever be on me. Very graceful to me. Therefore, there, there, there is now no, no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. For the law 
of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set you free from the law of sin and death. Okay. The law of sin and death. Now, there's two things going on here. The law of sin and death and the law of life in spirit. Okay. Two things going on. And, and to understand this, and I, I don't want to get really complicated here because I wanted to, you know, we don't, we don't have all morning. And the truth is that these are hard passages to, to just kind of get our heads around. Kind of like the book of Hebrews. Anybody, anybody, you know, kind of like we grab things and we understand certain things within those passages, or within those, those chapters. But there are other things that kind of twist our mind a little bit. And we, and we wait for God's revelation. Does that make sense? And, and sometimes, and perhaps to mo- this morning, what we can essentially kind of uh, settle into is what's the bottom line, okay? We'll get to that, though. We'll get to that, though. But here we have, you might say, the tension, the law of sin and death versus the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. Now, I told you uh, before, and I I shared with you, I think it was last week, that the scripture talks about God allowing us to, you might say, partake, or allow us to have that seed of the Holy Spirit within us, which changes everything, right? And and associated with, with that, in other words, when we accept Christ, what happens? When we, in, in, by faith, receive Jesus as Savior, what really happens? Is that just like, well, you know, you just become a Christian, okay? Or you've just changed, like, political parties, you know? You've changed political parties. You're, you're not voting for this one. You're voting for that one anymore. And, and you know, and you and I can, we know that we can do that, but the truth is, is we are who we are. We just get, get different mailers at, in October, if we change political parties, you know, you know what I mean? But there's something else that's taking place here. And many of, you, many of us have experienced this and understand that, is that when we, by faith, believe and trust in Christ Jesus, He sends the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of Jesus Christ, and He enters in. And things begin to change. Now, let's shove the changing aside, but it's real. In a, in a sense, what's happened is we have moved from from the, the, the we we move from the, the from being under the, the 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 law of of sin and death to the law of spirit and life in Christ Jesus. We move at that instant because we trust Him. Now, if you want to know what that means, if you want to understand about faith, look in the eleventh and the twelfth chapters of the book of Hebrews. And see, so faith is not something, faith is a powerful thing. And I'm not talking about human, just, just uh, I have faith that, that my check's going to come in this week. That, we're not talking about that. We're talking about touching God. Do you know that when faith, when you spend faith toward God, in other words, a very simple, simple childlike faith, you don't have to really build it up and just trust Him and say, okay, God, you know, my life is this and this and this, but I'm going to trust you on this one. Okay? When you do that, when you act upon God's word, he says, come to me, all you who are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. When you go to him, that's an act of faith based upon his word. Do you understand that? When you and I do that, 
we 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 come in line to, uh, to, 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 we come in line with the saints of the Old Testament saints. This is not just a New Testament thing, but an Old Testament thing. We come in line with the Old Testament saints that we read about in the book of Hebrews. And, and, and all it is is like uh, the, the, the author is, is pointing us back and saying, by faith they did this. By faith they did this. By faith they, they you know, by faith, uh, uh, Sarah, when she was way past uh, a childbirthing, she, she, she brought forth a son by faith. By faith, they circled <coughs> the, uh, the, the, the walls of Jericho and they came down by faith over and over and over. See, faith is a, is a powerful thing. Powerful thing. If you can envision it and believe it in Christ, I mean, and when I'm, not, I'm not talking about faith that's just based upon just crazy dreams and your own ideas and stuff, but faith and belief in the things that God has declared to be true and, and, and eternal. If you can believe in that, if you can trust in that and move forward. Now, I've talked to you about this before, right? It's not just about believing, not just about thinking about it up here. It's about acting upon it. It begins here, but ultimately has to find its, uh, its, its, its landing zone in some act. You know what I mean by that? Okay. Say, for instance, the Scripture tells us, the Scripture tells us a lot of things. Um, and some years ago, some, some years ago, I was talking about God uh, speaking to your heart and, and saying, saying in His Word, you should go out and preach and teach the gospel. Well, that doesn't do it all. That's not going to happen all by itself. You read the Word and say, okay, God, you said that you would bless those efforts. You've told me to go out and do this and do that. Okay, what's the next step? I can sit and pray about it. It's oftentimes as far as we go. We preach about it. We have classes about it. We talk about it. Those kind of, but we don't, go, we don't go out. We don't talk to anybody. But it's, it's that step of faith. It's uh, that, that connects us and brings the grace and the power of God. And so and it's in the same way. In the same way, when God says to us in the Word of when, when the Scripture says, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and, and you'll be saved. There are a lot of people who know about that. A lot of people have heard about that. But they've never given their lives to Christ. They've never said, Jesus, come into my life. I'm believing in you. I'm trusting in you. Trusting in you. Because when you do that, yeah, miracle of miracles, power. Can I, can I tell you that if you act upon what God has said to you in this word, he will, he will meet you in that? He will meet you in A lot of us are waiting for him to do it first. Roll the sea back first, God, and then I'll step in. In other words, you know, what, you know the, the imagery that I'm using here. Move the waters back, and then I'll step in. Answer my prayers first, and then I will pray. That's what we're really asking. Truth is, sometimes he does. The Scripture tells us that that sometimes he knows what you need before you ask it, right? He understands this. Faith. The law of, of sin and death that was connected more specifically, that's connected to uh, 
you might say, touch not, taste not. Okay? And, and for, for, for many of you who are familiar with, if you've read the Bible, you've read the Bible, many of you have read the Bible through, you've read through Numbers, you've read through Leviticus, and you understand uh, the things that God was doing with, 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 with the Israelites very early on, and all the, the sacrifices, I read all that stuff and I just, my head hurts. Okay? okay? And I'm thinking, why? I, I don't get it. It's because I don't get it. But it was, it was simply, you do this, you do this, you do this, you do this. And every, every so often you, you have a commemoration, you do this. And every, every Sabbath you do this. Okay? And that, was, that essentially uh, summed up their relationship with God. And, and, and in that, the Scripture tells us this, that, that it, 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 those things never removed sin. They just covered sin. The blood of sheep and goats and lambs and all those things, they just covered sin and kind of kept God's wrath from being poured out upon uh, all the unholiness and, and the sin of the world. Let's read on. Let's read on so I, I just, so I can get through here. Or not through here, but I can touch on some things I want to touch. For what the law could not do, weak as it was through, through the flesh, God did. Sending His own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh. And as, a, as, an, as an offering for sin, He condemned sin in the flesh. I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I can't say that I, I fully grasp that, but he destroyed sin in the flesh through offer, the offering of the sacrifice so that the requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us who do not walk according to the flesh but, but according to the Spirit. For those who are according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh, but those who, do, who, who are according to the Spirit, the things of the Spirit. The mind of the flesh is death. The mind set on the Spirit is life and peace. Because the mind set on the flesh is hostile toward God, for it does not subject itself to the law of God, for it's not even able to do so. For those who are in the flesh cannot please God. Now, catch this. I, I'm, I'm going to try to just, you know... Those, those kind of passages just, hmm. Okay? But, but let's, let's, say it, let's say it this way. There's, let's, let's look at the world in, at least in, in, in two sections here. Everything that's connected with the world and the flesh and even this, this wrinkle, this progressively wrinkling thing that, that enshrouds who I really am. Okay? Is, 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 is somehow connected to the law of sin and flesh. All these things will pass away. All of these things will pass away, and they will find their, find their, and they will find their place. And you might say, we, we, oftentimes we say, earth to earth, ashes to ashes. We look in the book of Revelation and so on and beyond that, we see how that, that God has a plan for us, and he calls it, He's going to give you a body like His, a glorified body. And, and that's his, his way of saying that it will not decay. And when I say it won't decay, the hair won't fall out. Okay? <laughs> the, the tumors won't erupt. Just all of those things that are, and that's all, all of those things are, death is a part of this whole world system. But it has dimensions that reach into our heart because we're, we're, we we, we kind of straddle this. We're in the world, but we're not of the world. There's a part of us 
in Christ that is eternal and spiritual and connected with the law and the, the law of the spirit of life. Okay? Yet, Paul says it this way. Now, here's, you, you can't find too many people in the Bible that, that love God as much as Paul did. I mean, at the very least, we can look out and say, you know, he's a pretty good, good example. In fact, in, in there are a couple of cases he says, those things that you have heard and seen in me, you do them. That's pretty bold. Yeah. But here, but here he said, and, and he said this in, in these scriptures here, this whole section of scriptures here. He said, boy, sometimes the things that I want to do, I don't do. Anybody, anybody with me on that? Anybody with Paul on that? And sometimes the things that I know to do and I should do, I don't do. He says, oh, cursed. I mean, who, uh, you know, who's going to save me? This wretched flesh. See, see this, this world is a huge anchor pulling us. I mean, all the laws, all, the, the whole world, and, and the, the desires of the flesh are all death. And have to be, you might say, overcome. And over, 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 overlaid and penetrated by the Holy Spirit in us. Okay? All right. So we've got these two things going here. The law of, the law of sin and death and the law of the spirit of life. He says now, and I shared this last Sunday night, but this is a good one because most of you weren't here Sunday night. Sunday, Sunday morning crowd's always bigger. It says, however, you are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit, if indeed the Spirit of God dwells in you. But if anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, he does not belong to him. Now, if you want to talk about being in the Spirit, on the very basic form of being in the Spirit is having the Spirit of Christ in you. I recognize that in other places of Scripture, he said, I was in the Spirit, of the, I was in the Spirit on the Lord's day. Or I was, I was in the Spirit, and, and, and the reference says that he was kind of like in a, some, a prayerful trance or something like this. This is something more, something bigger, something deeper, something that's basic and essential to the believer. So if the, if the Spirit of Christ dwells in you, and how does the Spirit of Christ dwell in you? You invite Him in. I did that in 1973. I didn't know what I was getting into. I was, you know, anybody not know what they're getting into when they say yes to God? Yeah. I, all I knew was that I'd had enough of the world. I'd had enough drinking. I'd had enough, uh, you know, all the other things. I'd had enough of that. It wasn't, it was killing me. I recognized it. It wasn't producing in me the kind of life that I wanted. I just felt that I was in, kind of like falling into a spy, deep, deep, dark spiral. And in that state, I said, I, I, I called out to God. I said, come, come into my life. I accepted Christ. Okay? So and what, I didn't, what I didn't understand, what I didn't know, is that he would come in and he would begin to do some interesting things. And it was discernible. You know what I mean by discernible? I felt it. I experienced it. It wasn't just in my head. It was blowing me away. I had no idea what God, I didn't know what, when I said yes to God, I was just, I thought I was turning over a new leaf, man. You know, like, like changing my political parties. That's what I thought I was doing. 
But I was willing to try that if it worked. I didn't know that God would, would come inside of me and dwell in me and begin to work in me and give me power to, to you might say, overcome sin in my own life. Overcome those kind of in- inclinations that cause me to trip up. Sometimes, interestingly enough though, I chose not to. Even though the power was present within me. God's power was present. Anybody with me on this? Okay. So, so this is what's going on in this passage of Scripture. And the things that we wrestle with are the secure, a sense of security. I say, I say, how can I, if I love God with all of my heart, you know, I come in here, I worship on Sunday morning, and I love Him, I, I, I worship Him, I've, I know I've given my heart to Christ, and I've seen the evidence of His presence and His power in me, working in me. So why on Monday do I mess up so badly? And what does that mean to, to my salvation? Now, I mean, does anybody, does anybody wrestle with that? Am I the only one? <laughs> I know better, I know better. Let's read on. If Christ is in you, though the body is dead because of sin, yet the Spirit is alive because of righteousness. Whose righteousness? God's righteousness. God is in you. The Spirit of life. But if the Spirit of Him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, He who raised Christ Jesus from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through His Spirit who dwells in you. I'm going to move on. Verse 33. Oh, let, me, let me back up to verse 31. What then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who is against us? He who did not spare his own son, but delivered him over for, for us all, how will he not also with him freely give us all things? Who will bring charge against God's elect? God is the one who justifies you. Who is the one who condemns? Christ Jesus is is he who died. Yes, rather who he was raised. Who is at the right hand of God who also intercedes for us. In other words, you know what intercedes means? It's like the advocate. Who, the, the person who's on your side. He intercedes for us. That, that Jesus even now is praying for you. Now, I don't know. I mean, it's a big old world. And, and I'm, I'm wondering if, if my, my, my first thought is, does God really have time for me? I mean, again, here, here I, what am I guilty of there? I'm guilty of making God in my image. Because the truth is, on any given day, I don't have time for everybody here. I'm limited. I'm limited. I don't know how to do that. And so what, so what I do is I, in my frustrations and in my weaknesses, I convey that on God and say, God can't do that. But he, here we serve a God who spoke all things good into, in, into just spoke it, and they were. I'd say that's capacity. Way beyond me. He's, and in these simple things, he says, not one sparrow drops from the sky without the acknowledging the knowledge of God. Now, I, I don't get that. I don't, that's beyond, I mean, that's beyond 
a dual, a dual uh, chip uh, IBM computer. The capacity, way beyond, way beyond me, way beyond you. It says that our very, the very hairs on our head are numbered. You've heard me say that. It, it causes me to wonder because I don't know this God. Not, I don't know him this way. I, I can't really put my, I just have to accept that that's in faith, that that's God. That he knows, and he knows you that well. We sing a song, he knows my name. He does. He is not like me, and he's not like you. But these things are true. These things are true. That, that, that he has this capacity to know all things. And, to, and to, to be that inter- integrated in who we are. It says, who will bring a, a charge against God's elect? God is the one who justifies. Who, will, will, who is the one who condemns? Jesus, Christ Jesus is he who died. Rather, he who was raised, who is at the right hand of, the God, uh, of God the Father, who also intercedes for us. Who will separate us from the love of Christ? Will tribulation or distress or persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or peril, or sword. Now, those things are the things that we wrestle with in this world, right? Distress. You wake up on, on Monday morning, there's not enough money, there's not enough milk, there's not enough. Does, do those things really separate you from God? Sometimes you, we allow them to. We say, God, all of a sudden, there's not enough milk and, and God's not big enough. And we begin to, to mistrust him in all things. Will these, these things, distress, tribulation, will they nakedness, peril, sword? In verse 36 it says, just as it's written, for, for your sake we are being put to death all day long. We were considered as uh, sheep to be slaughtered. He says, but in all these things... We overwhelmingly conquer through him who loved us. For I'm convinced that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor things present, nor things come to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing will be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus. Now, I've said these things. And, and that's, that's where we get to the bottom line. I recognize that God and, you know, that we wrestle with sin. We, we stumble, we trip. And then when, in the context of our tripping, in the context of our failures, we begin to ask the question, well, am I really saved? Anybody been there? <laughs> am I really saved? And, and where am I with God in this? All right. Now, I know that sin separates us from from God. I know that, but we're under a different law here. Light and life in Christ Jesus, the one who Jesus, the one who paid for our sins. Okay, but in everything, but in everything, when we approach God, I mean, some would say, well, okay, you can do anything you want to. Uh, Jesus covers it all. You can do anything you want to. In fact, Paul addresses this and says, hey, man, does that mean that if, 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 if grace abounds when, where there is sin, we should 
sin more so that grace much more abounds. And he said, oh, no, that's the wrong way. Here we live in a world that our feet are firmly planted on, as they say, Mother Earth. And the whole world system is about decay. And sin is a part of that decay. It says, in fact, in an earlier passage that I just kind of skipped over, it says, the whole world, the whole world groans, waiting for salvation, waiting for what God will ultimately bring. See, there comes, there's coming a day, and we sing this song, and the body and the soul are united. Yeah? It, it, there's coming a day when, when, when who you are, who you are, by God's Spirit inside of you, will be, will be drawn up to heaven. And there'll, there'll come a day when, when you, the body that you'll be living in, uh, the Scripture tells us that we'll be known as we are known. Now, I don't know if that means that I'm going to look like I do now. Um, maybe that's where God will have to dry every tear. I don't know. <laughs> we look and say, oh, I thought this was, you know, look in the mirror in heaven and say, oh, God, I thought this was supposed to be heaven. I'm just the same as I was before. <laughs> he said, okay, this is where the, t- I don't know. I don't know. It probably won't make a difference. But the scripture tells us that what we have inside of us by the, by the, by the influence and the power of God by the Spirit, Jesus. It's eternal and it's enough. And it's enough. Now, how do we deal with the sin of every day? How do we deal with the, not, the, not of every day, how do we deal with the stumbling? We live recognizing that our Father, lo- Father loves us. That in Christ Jesus, we're alive forevermore. How do we deal with that? I started, what did I start with? A passage of Scripture from, from one of the, the epistles of John. So I write these things. That you sin not. But if you do sin, we have an advocate with a Father who is Jesus Christ the righteous. If you confess your faults, if you confess your sins, He's faithful and just to forgive you. Folks, I don't know where the line is. I just think it's a lot further away from us than we might think it is. I think we're a lot more secure in Christ than we might think we we are. Does that make sense? I guess what I'm saying to you this morning, what I'm saying to you this morning is all the insecurities, we're, we're a little bit like the day traders sometimes. You know what a day trader is? They're sitting there in front of the screen and they're watching the, the, the thing go up and down. Every little move. And, and when it goes down a little bit there, and it goes up, a, all right, all right, all right, keep going. Yeah. Let's relax. Let's relax. God loves you. He said that. He has provided salvation in Christ Jesus. When we trip and fall, here's what you've, we've got to do. We've got to be close to him because he's the source you know, when I, when, you know, so I know we, we get into a pattern on Sunday mornings, okay? And I, and I offer, so okay, now's the time. Fall on your knees before God and confess your faults to Him. 
there, thereby receiving grace and peace and strength. Allow him. It's kind of like, hey, we, those of you who have been parents have had children who have had boo-boos. When they're toddlers and they have boo-boos, what do they do? They bump that, you know, they bump that knee and a little bit of redness shows up on it. They head, they make a beeline usually for mom. Or make a beeline if mom, mom's not around dad, okay? Make a beeline. We sing a song, I'm running to your arms. The lyrics are, I'm running to your arms, I'm running to your arms. Yeah. I think God loves to wipe our tears away. God, uh, God as our Father enjoys taking away the burdens of our soul. He enjoys, uh, uh, you know, I know as a, as a dad, you know, even as, 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 as simple as things are with me, as a dad, when my, kid, when my kids, now I'm 34 and 31, so they're not really kids that much anymore, but they're my kids. When they come to me and I can provide a need, does something for me has God all that different maybe I'm making him again in my image but the scriptures reflect that kind of love reflect that kind of love and you're his do you know that when you're burdened when you're hurting when you're when you've when you failed yourself when you failed your friends your family when you feel like you failed God take it to him take it to him say Lord God here it is. You know, I'm not going to make any excuses. I failed myself. I failed you. I failed my family. I failed da 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 Whatever it is. Here it is, God. I just need your forgiveness. I need you to put me back up on my feet. You understand? See, you have been purchased with a price. And the price was the blood of Jesus. The price was Jesus Himself. The Bible tells us this. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whosoever believes in Him. See that belief, that faith coming to Him? How how do you believe in Him? Well, you hear. You hear the good news that Jesus loves you that He will save you, that He will forgive you of your sins. That's good news, that He can, that God can if you come to Him. And you say, well, don't I have to bring, you know, like offerings and stuff like that? Don't I have to like promise to be better, promise to do good? And it's like, and give Him a list of, I'll never do this again, I'll never do that again, I'll never, no, no, come as you are. Acknowledge Jesus as Savior Ask Him to come into your life. Ask Him to come into your life. And you as believers, hey, I want you to, brothers and sisters, I want you to know that you've got a pretty firm foundation. More firm, it's more firm than you might believe. Your own insecurities sometimes plague you. I like to tell the story of this. Like, do you remember last month's utility bill? Some of us don't, but my wife pays the bill. She would remember. 
Did you pay it? Yeah, we paid it. Do you still owe it? No, I paid it. Paid it. But I still remember it. Remembering doesn't mean owing. Remembering doesn't mean owing. I remember, if, if I wanted to play with the memories of my past, and sometimes the enemy brings them up to me, and, and it's strange, if I think about them, I'll think about, well, what right do you have and stand up and talk about the love of God? I'll find myself kind of in this funk. You remember, I remember. We remember our mistakes, our faults. Can we remember again that He took them away? That He forgave us? And that never ends. And It's, it's not a death that comes back. If He has forgiven you, and He has, they're gone gone you remember them that's true but they're gone the bill has got a big red paid stamped on it Does that make sense stand with me i want to i want to invite anyone to the altar this altar area up here to pray if you're here and you've never given your life to jesus Come and stand with me and and let me pray with you. I have somebody help and pray. You want to give your life to Jesus. You want to have your sins forgiven. Take it away. Just blown out of the water. Come, stand with me here. And and others who, who you might have been wrestling with, you know, the memories of the past or the memories of the last week. Lay this stuff before God and proclaim before the world, proclaim before your accuser, that you have been forgiven and that you've been and that's an eternal thing. Amen. Amen. Let's worship. And these altars are open for anyone who's you might say brave enough to just connect to God. Amen.